welcome back. This is another episode of Hot Takes and Protein Shakes with yours truly, Tony Capobianco. Hope you guys had a nice uh, little mini vacation away from me. I'm going to be doing this regularly as usual. I'm just taking a little kind of a summer vacation, trying to do it like maybe twice a month. Then I'll start ramping up again once I get more guests on. But in the meantime, I want to welcome you back. And as usual, I'll remind you that this podcast is brought to you in part by... Redcon One. Redcon One is America's favorite supplement brand where they carry everything for you for your workout needs, whether it be snacks, pre-workout, protein powder, fat burners, muscle builders, recovery, energy, what have you. They got it, whatever you need. And you can save 20% off your order if you go to redcon1.com and you use the promo code T20. Tony Tell Jokes. That's right. My social handle is also my uh, promo code with an S. I don't know why they gave it to me like that, but eh, well, it works, it works. So once again, if you want to save 20% off your order, go to redcon1.com and use a promo code T20 Tony Tell Jokes. I already ramped up on my protein. I am set for like the rest of the month. I'm just glad all this is off my shoulders. And uh before I get started on the rest of it, I also want to get some uh, more house cleaning out of the way. So for comedy dates for the month of June, got a pair of big ones. Uh, June 21st, we are back at Up Down, our monthly Up Down show here in Nashville. And uh, I'm going to get a little backstory on this uh, pretty soon. So I'm going to be doing hosting that, got a new lineup, and Marcus Jones is making a return appearance, a crowd favorite. And also... That following Friday, June 23rd, I will be at the Plano House of Comedy in Plano, Texas, just outside of Dallas, Texas. So really excited about that. I got accepted for the uh, for the um, yeah World Series of Comedy being held across the country. And I said myself and I got accepted for the one in uh, Plano, Texas. And I love Texas. Texas is bomb. And just outside of Dallas. And Dallas has got a pretty good scene going on down there too. So pretty much that whole week I'm having my own little vacation. So half of it's going to be for com- Well, some of it's going to be for comedy. But most of it's just going to be me just chilling out. You know? I'm going to take some time off. Hang out by the pool. Do a little reading. Do a little writing. Just unplugging from everything. And dude, I... Like, this is probably going to be the first actual, like, go-away vacation I've had in the last couple of years. And, there, I mean, I've intentionally taken, I mean, I think the last quote-unquote vacation I would uh, say I've had was when I had, uh, when I first moved here to Nashville and I was ready to start my new job at the time, but... Uh, I guess they weren't ready for me, and I had to pretty much take an entire month all to myself. So, well, a month-long, I guess, staycation, vacation, work, leave, whatever. But, yeah, that all worked out, and, yeah, now this is going to be the first real, actual, intentional vacation I'm I'm looking to take. And, yep, just going to be nice to chill out, and, dude, like, vacations are so underrated. I mean, I know we're just grinding our teeth and just trying to make ends meet paying bills i mean hell i'm so close to closing the book on my bike you know i just dropped just dropped another 600 on it i got 2300 left on it dude i am so close 
This, the second that thing is off my shoulders, I get the title to it. I'm like, yes, I finally, that thing, when I bought it, that thing was 25 grand. That, that was the first new vehicle I've ever bought in my entire life. And I'm like, ah, I got this. So I bought that in 2020 and I financed it for five years. And I am really excited. I'm about to finish two years early. So the sooner the better. Then after that, all that's left is the truck. And, you know, I'll have more money to throw around at that. And that that's looking pretty good, too. I think I have maybe 14 left on that. Anywho, so that's really looking forward to having that. Um, and, yeah, these two dates, uh, Up Down and uh, House of Comedy uh, in Plano, Texas. Both of these are very exciting. I mean, Up Down I host every month anyway. But, you know, they really feel like I'm, like, building, like, you know, it's all, like, leading up to something. I don't know what it is. Or maybe it won't be anything at all, but you know, it's they're both you know very important to me, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I'm I'm ready to deliver. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm always ready to deliver on every show, but you know, I feel like I'm like hyping myself up and not to like sabotage myself way. You know, because you know when you like get overly excited about something, you feel a little unprepared or overly prepared, and therefore it works against you. So I'm going to do my best to avoid feeling that way and just simply just treat it like any other show. And fingers crossed, knock on wood, hopefully it'll turn out into something better. Because initially what was supposed to happen was I was scheduled for the Plano House of Comedy on the 21st. But I heard earlier today that um, I guess some people dropped out for later in the week and I got seated uh, for a round two, I, I don't want to say it's like a tournament or a competition or anything, but I guess in a way it is because I was slated for round one and um, I guess somebody in one of the other rounds dropped out. So then they just pushed me into round two. So, hey, all I got to do is just do really good on that show. I'm in the finals. So yay me. Although I don't know how many people in that round will move on to the finals. It doesn't really say how many people there's the first one it had like like 15 people or like 18 people and of that 18 only three would go on to round two and with round two where i'm at there's only like seven so i don't know how many people they're gonna let move forward after that but no matter i'll just you know smile and nod and you know take it as it is so i'm gonna be doing the 945 show so late show on a Friday and, you know, I'm in Texas. So, you know, what do you do on a late show at a comedy club in, on Friday in, on Friday night in Texas? You just come out guns blazing, you know? So that's probably going to be what my plan is. I'm not going to be standing up there talking about air fryers. <laughs> Even though I, it is one of my, I do one of my new favorite bits. I'm probably going to, you know, just come out swinging, you know, swinging for the fences and hopefully, you know, it'll be enough to move on to the finals. But we'll see. It's only for that uh, three-day weekend. And, um, dude, I'm looking forward to going down to Texas. You know, I've been down there before. It's been a while since I've been down in um, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. The last time I was down there, oh, gosh, must have been like eight years ago. I was working. Uh, I, was, I did it. I was my one of my previous jobs at the time. They had us travel around, and I had to do, like, you know, video and social form. And uh, I think I was, fair, I was very new 
at comedy at the time. Must have been doing it maybe only one or two years. And I remember I went to the uh, Hyena Comedy Club in uh, Fort Worth, right on the Fort Worth-Dallas line. And Jim Florentine was headlining, and he, of course, crushed it. And what and what's interesting is that uh, just a few years before that, I was interning for VH1, where he was one of the hosts of that metal show. So, you know, strange how things work out that way. So, yeah, really excited to go back down there. Uh, hopefully, we're here, just going to try to get some more stage time on down there, hit up some more people. But, yeah, Dallas is a lot of fun. Texas itself is bomb. Everything is bigger in Texas, uh, including the waistlines. But, now nah, just I got a slipping old flat, fat shaming there. Come on, you know me. But, yeah, speak, speaking of the gym, though, like, I've just been grinding just as hard as that which is pretty interesting most recently because the gym i go to uh the redcon one they had like some emergency flooding to the point where they had to shut down the gym early and then for the last couple days it's just been all these like you know like emergency flooding fans trying to just dry up the entire place you know it looked like these extra large hair dryers just 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 laying around all over the gym and uh yeah it's uh and what's even more interesting is that when I went uh early today I went back and like they still got these lying around but they're gradually opening more and more parts of the gym uh that aren't uh flooded and they have like this giant like ventilation clear plastic ventilation tube running throughout the entire gym it looked like a water slide so I'm like, hell, it was like 85 degrees out today. Like if they installed a water slide in this place, I'd be all about it. But it was the exact opposite. They're just filtering through like dry, warm air to just dry up all the flood. I don't know how. Uh, I was talking to the manager earlier today. He didn't say, I didn't ask how the flooding started. It must be like a burst pipe most likely. But yeah, so yeah, just got to play the waiting game on that. Dude, I fucking did legs today, murdered them. It's like, I mean, I've done leg day. I don't, I mean, I haven't skipped it ever. What am I kidding? Yes, I have. Come on, Tony. You know better than to be fake. You always say every time you find yourself being fake, you die a little bit inside. So, yeah, I have skipped leg day, but it hasn't been in a long, long time. So that part is true. And today, I don't know what it is, but I absolutely loathed it. You know, like, it's even though I did my typical, well, I wouldn't say typical, but I did all my machines, and I don't know what it is. It was just, I did not want to keep doing it. I mean, I wanted to, it, to do it just to have it be done with, you know? But as soon as I was in it, I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot wait for this to be over. So it's like, it's like being at a job you hate. And so you just like don't look at the clock, don't look at the clock. You know, time just moves slower when you're pissed off. And I was like, I, I don't know, I just had to just plow through every single rep. I, did, I forget the name of the machine. It was like this uh, lying leg press where you're literally on your back and uh, not like, you know, at an angle as in completely flat. And you're like pressing your legs up vertically. And it's like, it's almost like a reverse squat. You know, like instead of like uh, having the weight on your shoulders, all the weight is under your feet. No, it's above your feet and you're like, you know, just pressing straight upwards. And that machine wrecked me. 
So, yeah, as soon as I hit like the last rep of 20, I do four sets of 20 uh, for every leg day. And as soon as I was like, oh my God, thank God, oh, it's all over. <laughs> at least that exercise was. After that, it was just like, you know, calves. And calves is like milk toast compared to the rest of this shit. So, as soon as calves is like, you know, the little uh, reprieve of, of every leg day. You know, it's, I wouldn't say it's like a, a treat or a cherry on top. It's just more like, you know, a moment where you get to have a breather. So your hammies and your quads are, you know, done screaming at you. They they finally have a moment to breathe. So, uh, yeah, pr- pretty happy the way that, I mean, you know, it, I, I felt like death, but at least I felt, you know, it was like a relieving sense of death. Like, I know I'm going to hate myself waking up in the morning. I just know it. But that's how you know you did good. God, I'm such a like a sadist or something. No, sadist when you take pleasure in somebody else's pain. Masochist. That's that's where you take it, some weird non-sexual pleasure in your own suffering. And, yeah, I guess it's all part of being human. <laughs> Except, like, how... How many, how, how many people actually self-impose their own suffering? They just bestow it upon themselves. Hey, but then again, I guess this hardens you for whenever uh, reality hits you with suffering. It's like, oh, dude, this is it? You know, like if you ever get like a, I don't know, like if you ever get pulled over, you get a speeding ticket. It's like, dude, this is it? Dude, I've done way worse things to myself than this. This is nothing. Like if some, like I remember I was on my bike and some dude, some dude just, you know, just cut me off and flip me off. Like, I don't know why, what the hell I did. But, like, normally when I was, like, younger in my teens and early 20s, like, oh, my God, like, whether this person doesn't like me, like, what what could I have possibly done to this? Whereas now it's like, eh, well, sucks to be him. All right, that's in the past. Moving on. You know? So it's, I guess... Uh, yeah, that level of self-imposed suffering just, you know, always keeps you on your toes whenever shit happens. Yeah, I guess that's like a very uh, uh, logical way of looking at it. But speaking of which, dude, I want, I've been watching, and it's in a not-so-elegant segue, I've been watching uh, a lot of these uh, social commentary documentaries and one, probably the most talked about one at the moment, which is happening right as the whole what is a woman documentary and watching him like I can't help but think he knew what the answer was the entire time he just wanted to hear the opposition hear what the opposition had to say about it and it's weird it's like they all follow like the same script but it's not like they follow it because they believe it it's more like they follow it because well you have a camera in front of them they know they're going to be seen and rather than just speak their mind, they got to go with the most emotionally comforting answer because if they actually say exactly what's on their mind with no filter and no camera and no pressure, then yeah, they'll, they'll be facing social crucifixion. So remember what I said about being fake and how it kills me inside? Yep, it killed me just to watch all these people answer attempt to answer these questions in a way that would make sense and spoiler alert none of them do which is unfortunate but i think i mean the document has been out for a while but they uh made it free for the weekend on twitter and 
yeah, it's. I think this is gonna be one of the nails in the coffin of all this, of the social commentary of this quote unquote culture war, because everybody. I think at this point in time with COVID and every conspiracy and every oh how convenient, like whenever there was a riot, there was also a convenient place pallet of bricks just sitting there, so. I don't know. I feel like everybody's got their tinfoil hats on. But then again, with everything that's happened the last few years, ever since COVID, it's like everybody's got like a sharpened sense of what, of like some ripe bullshit that's happening. Uh, Like whenever I hear somebody try to do one of these, like, you know, uh, politically correct sort of answers or like, you know, just try to be woke and, you know, socially conscious and pat yourself on the back and that sort of thing. Whenever I hear them, it's like they're giving a book report on a book they never read or they want to like sound like they're giving the right answer, but they also sound like they're trying to convince themselves of what they're saying more than me. Because you can, you know how you hear somebody say like, you know, try to prove themselves that they watch sports, you know, or uh, like I remember Back when I was in college, I had a roommate who had no idea who Aerosmith was. Believe that. Like I, I was what I put on a Queen live at um, yeah, yeah, Queen's uh, what I can't remember the name of the stadium at the moment, but yeah, Queen's pretty much most legendary performance period ever. Live Aid, that's what it was. Freddie Mercury. Fronting Queen at Live Aid, probably their greatest performance in the history of ever. And I had a roommate, it's like, dude, is, is this Aerosmith? I'm like, I want to fling him on the other side. <laughs> I want to just chuck him right out the window. It's like, and this is the kid who claimed to like know all about music and heavy metal. And he was like, like you know, obsessed in a very pathetic way with Slipknot. So if you're... Like if you have the audacity to call yourself a music fan and yet you don't know who Queen is, it's like I can sm- do I can smell bullshit from a mile away. I can see it eg- as it exits your mouth. Like oh, Steve, oh that's that's Steven Tyler. He he sounds great. I'm like dude, you're wrong <laughs> wrong on so many levels. So whenever you hear, it's like whenever I hear somebody like being fake and make it sound like they know what they're talking about, even though they don't. Like I know they don't. But they don't want me to pick up that I know that they know. Now we're just gonna go through an extra few layers on this. But it's like just, 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 just say I don't know. Like you know, just speak like you got nothing to lose. Even though a lot of these people in the documentary had plenty to lose, they had plenty to lose professionally, financially. Do like the doctors, the quote unquote doctors and therapists and uh what pediatricians when they got that camera in front of them they're like oh shoot this guy's got me against the wall i gotta give the right answer otherwise that's my ass which you know then again when you try to do damage control just makes you look even worse but yeah so yeah if you haven't seen it i definitely recommend it i mean that's pretty much my whole takeaway from it um, how you, if you decide to watch it, however you, uh, interpret it, that's entirely on you. Although pretty much everybody's been reaching 
the same conclusion. Like people who don't like aren't celebrities or don't have some some sort of you know narcissistic sense of importance or celebrity within themselves. While just a bunch of jackasses, they're like what seven billion people on this planet, and suddenly they think you know their opinion matters as I speak into a microphone on the matter. But yeah, that's uh, definitely worth definitely worth a watch. So other than that. Uh, I'm going to close this out. Thank you for listening once again. Uh, if you enjoy this uh, podcast, be sure to like, follow, comment, share, subscribe, do all that algorithmic bullshit, you know, wherever you get your podcast, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. Uh, and also, I want a special shout out to uh, listeners from overseas. I've been looking at the stats. Shout out to Sweden. Shout out to South Africa, shout out to France, shout out to uh, Germany, and shout out to England. Yes, so thank you for Europe and the colonized part of Africa. Uh, Other than that, thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.